Hello and welcome again to Finding Truth Matters with Dr. Andrew Corbett. We're pleased to have you join us for the program. Success is not a gift. Success is earned. There are a number of life challenges that we will all encounter in our adult life, either by way of personal experience or by relationship with someone else having the experience. In dealing with these big life challenges, we can be tempted to think that they're very modern day, very here and now issues, and so not able to be relieved by anything the Bible has to offer. Can we draw on the Bible to help someone else? We're going to continue to explore that idea with this, the final in a four-part series titled I Have a Friend Who Struggles With, tonight's life challenge, Motivation. Why do some people lack motivation? Well, I want to show you that life, I don't know if you've discovered this, but life is not necessarily simple. Am I the only one who's discovered that? Life can be complex. Let me show you why. Because the answer why people, some people will lack motivation is because they're life fuel tanks. And I want to show you that we all have, I'm going to call them fuel tanks. Their life fuel tanks have run too low. We all have these life fuel tanks. What do I mean by that? Well, you, you should understand that we all have, that, that word up there is physical. We all have a physical fuel tank. In a moment, I'm going to ask you a question related to your physical health. But when we, when we meet someone who is struggling for motivation, they are really struggling to be motivated, they, we need to ask this question, what reserves have you got in your physical fuel tank? But that's not the only thing that makes us who we are. We also have another fuel tank. It's called our social fuel tank. Our social fuel tank is our ability to get along with other people, to be nourished by friends. You need people that you can just talk with. That's our social fuel tank. If I was to ask you, or if I was to ask someone who was struggling with motivation, tell me how you're going socially. Do you, do you get to hang out with people you really enjoy? You know, in life there are two types of people when it comes to social nourishment. One, one group of people are VIPs. They're very inspirational people. They inspire you. You just look forward to meeting with them and yet they're great to be around. They're inspirational VIPs, very inspirational people. And then there are VDPs, very draining people. Is anyone a very draining... Is anyone sitting next to a very draining... <laughs> anyone married to a very... Dr- All right, and then the next one is our emotional fuel tank. And this one is often overlooked because we, especially as Christians, if you're a Christian and you're really struggling with motivation, you've got the emotion of guilt associated with that because your emotional fuel tank looks like it gets replenished when you do something you enjoy. So for you, whatever you enjoy, and I, look, you're going to look at me weird. But there are some people that actually enjoy golf. I know, right? <laughs> but they enjoy it. And going out there and losing golf balls and all the rest of it apparently is emotionally replenishing for these people. Then there is your intellectual fuel tank. We all need to know new things. We are created to know. We're created to be learning. When... The Bible actually says that Adam knew Eve. Yes, it involves a physical, emotional, social connection, but it's also an intellectual thing. He got to know Eve. He got to know his wife. And if if you have been the type of person that, that has reached a limit in your reading where you only read books that are easy to read, you're not being stretched intellectually. 
And if you, have you ever tried to read a book that was difficult to understand? You're actually doing intellectual gymnastics and you're replenishing your intellectual fuel tank. But you don't have to do anything as advanced as that. It could just be as simple as reading the newspaper. It could be as simple as talking with someone. You're replenishing your intellectual fuel tank. And then, of course, there is our spiritual fuel tank. We are created spiritual. We will worship. The question is not whether you will worship. The question is, what will you worship? Or rather, who will you worship? You, you cannot help it. You will worship. And we are all created like that to worship our creator. So all of these tanks together, the physical, social, emotional, intellectual fuel tanks, see the physical one will affect you in all of these ways. You might think you're really struggling spiritually when in fact you, your, your real issue is your physical health. That could be your issue. You might think you're struggling emotionally, teary and really struggling, when in fact you need to go out for a walk every day. You need to do something to replenish your physical well-being. If you're not well physically, it can affect each of these areas. But it all combines to affect this one big fuel tank that we have, and this is our motivational fuel. Our motivational fuel is fueled by each of these. Each of these have a bearing. They all flow into it. So here's a question I want to ask you. Imagine how you would feel today if you had trained to your limits every day for the past three years. How would you feel physically if you had gone out and done... If, if your goal was to run 10 kilometres without stopping and you, the first day your goal was to run... 100 meters without stopping and then next week was to run 200 meters without stopping and you did that you just kept pushing your goal forward so that by late year to mid year two you're now running your 10ks and you're able to do it every day and you just jogged to church this morning and you're sitting down here and you're just like that's swagger by the way how do you feel every day for the last three years you achieved your goals how do you feel Great! Imagine, imagine this indeed. Imagine how you would feel today if you had read one new book every month for the past three years. Books you never thought you could read, you're now reading. And not only are you reading them, you're going, huh, I actually get this. I can get the thicker comic books now. <laughs> imagine how you would feel. If over the past 12 months, you had listed all your fears and over the past 12 months, you'd confronted them and overcome them. So you're sitting here today and over the last three years, you've achieved all your physical goals. You're sitting here today, you've achieved your intellectual goals. You're sitting here today and you've confronted all your fears. I, I played tennis with, a, with a, a guy and he said he had a fear of sharks. And I go, you're not, you're not Robinson Crusoe there, fella. And so he actually did something about it. He flew to Hawaii and paid a company to take him out and swim without a cage with sharks. He said it was the scariest thing he's ever done in his life. But he did it. What are your fears? How would you feel today if over the last 12 months, so 12 months ago you started to confront all your fears and today here you are physically fit, intellectually primed, and you, you fear nothing. 
Can I hear? <laughs> How would you feel? You know, there are some of you here, and you actually should write a book. You actually should write a book. You have a book that needs to be written. And the problem is, you haven't. And you haven't because you're waiting for this mythical right time. When I get, what's the next word? Time, I'll do it. People who write books have learned you don't ever get the time to do it. Most of the books that have really made an impact on the world have been written by people who didn't have time to write them. Did you know that there are, there are too many books, songs, paintings, artwork, buildings, the list goes on, buried in our local cemetery? Songs that should have been written, should have been performed and they never were. Can you imagine your favourite song and the composer of that song just couldn't be bothered writing it, ever writing it? Wow, what, what a loss we would feel. What a loss because that person didn't share what they had for us. You're depriving us of your gift if you don't write that book, write that piece of music, paint that painting, take that photo, build that building. You're depriving us. So here's my plea. Please don't bury your books, your songs, your paintings, your films, your buildings, your arts, your poems in our local cemetery please don't take it to the cemetery with you leave it behind do it the dictionary defines motivation as having a good reason to do something having a good reason to do something and motivation as we help those people who really struggle with this comes and can only come after we answer this initial question and this is the gatekeeper question the gatekeeper question is this is this worth it why did edmund hillary climb everest apparently because it was there but there are so many things in life like sport and mountaineering and those sorts of things like rock climbing jerry you do them because they're an analogy of life they're not the deal the deal is the feeling you get the sense you get once you've done it it's not the thing itself these things are not the deal they're an analogy of life so is it worth it this is the first question we answer but for some people the sacrifices the disappointment the rejection the failure the obstacles and the hardship involved mean that the answer is it's not worth it and if you answer that to all of the challenges that life throw at you, you are not only depriving yourself, you are depriving us of the gifts that are latent in you as seed. In this room right now could be the cure for the most virulous cancer. And if you can't be bothered to stretch yourself emotionally, intellectually, spiritually, it may never come out of you. And that, I think, for you to take that to the grave would be the height of selfishness. We need you. Why do we have people turn up here? You know, some people were here this morning from 8 o'clock getting things ready because they've answered that question. Is it worth it? You bet it is. Utterly it's worth it. And there are lots of things in life that are going to be hard, you poor diddums. And you need to answer the question, yeah. It's worth it. It's worth it. Right, what fuels 
someone's motivation. Competition. Competition will fuel, and it should. You see, we think of competition as really bad because it makes us have to try harder. (laughs) For Pete's sake. Competition is good. It sharpens you. It keeps you on your game. It keeps standards going up. Competition is good. What will also motivate you? And we, we sometimes think that fear is always bad. Fear is not always bad. Fear can be a positive motivator. Fear of failure or, or things like this. Fear of what might happen if we don't. Fear. What, what also motivates people? A sense of reward. If you know that there's something in it for you at the end, it could be a really good motivator. But here's one of the big ones. One of the really big motivators is this one. A sense of significance. A sense that you're making a difference. A sense that you're contributing. Kim reminded me this morning of the, the, the group of workmen that were making the, the cathedral. And the, the, actual, the actual bishop, the, the, the archbishop, who these guys didn't know, that he came down and he said to the guy lugging the bricks, what are you doing? He said, I'm lugging bricks. He said to the guy digging a ditch ready for the fountain, he said, what are you doing? He said, I'm digging a ditch. He said to the guy who was mixing the concrete, he said, what are you doing? He said, I'm building a cathedral. And when you can see your small part is significant, it makes a difference. It's quite motivating. Most of us want to be the whole picture. You know, on my... On my iPhone, there's 900 little pixels. And most of us want to be all 900. We want to be the whole picture. But, you know, team doesn't work like that. Team works when you take your place on a screen of 900 pixels and you play your part. And when you don't play your part, gee, that picture looks weird. And we need people who recognise significance doesn't come from always being the picture. Sometimes significance comes from being a pixel. And a happy pixel. Be a happy pixel. And here's what I've found in life. I've found that the Bible, this book here, which I have open at one of the most motivational books in the Bible, the book of Philippians, not a negative in here, all positive and, and incredibly stirring. The Bible is the most motivating book ever written. You cannot say, I'm a follower of Christ, but I just don't care. I'm a follower of Christ and I have no vision for my life. I'm a follower of Christ and I just don't care about people. I'm just, you know, just say la vie. You can't say that. You can't say that. It's like putting two words together that don't make sense. You know, um, a, 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 a dark day, a light night, um, country music. You know, it, 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 you can't... <laughs> 2 Timothy 4.5 says this. These are just some of the things that we, that we read. And, and you've, you've got to read it. in a, Let me just read it the way most people read it. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist before you in street. Now, let me give you context. This is 2 Timothy. The moment you read 2 Timothy, you should go, whoa, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. These are the last words of the Apostle Paul. This is a man who walked on foot all across Europe. This is a man who gave his life on two occasions. They thought his enemies thought they'd killed him. On on several occasions, he was flogged. And I don't mean just tired. I mean with whips. He was beaten. He was stoned. And I don't mean what you think I mean. I mean with rocks. 
And this man endured it all, got up and kept going. Why? Because something had gripped his life. What had gripped his life? Christ and the cause of Christ had gripped this man's life. No hardship was too great. If you want to read about them, you'll find them in 2 Corinthians 11, where he talks about being shipwrecked three times in the pursuit of serving Christ. He talks about being whipped, being beaten, being stoned, being ridiculed, being mocked, and he still kept going. And that's the thing. Hardships don't deter someone who's motivated. And if you want to be motivated, don't see them as hardships. See them as something to overcome. Because if I was to ask you, who wants to be an overcomer in life? I hope you'd all go me. Well, then you need something to overcome. No, 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 no. <laughs> Next time I get excited, <laughs> get excited with me. If you want to be victorious, this is a clue. If you want to be victorious, you need something to have victory over. That's how it works. You can't be an overcoming victorious champion without a battle. Man, success is not a gift. Success is earned. And we live in a generation where if you don't go out and work, it's all right, we'll just stay at home. Eat Cheetos and play the Wii all day on the couch. And we'll just put money into your account and you can do it. Don't we want people to get off the couch? We do. So let me tell you, this is Paul's last words to his protege. He has manacles around this wrist, manacles around that wrist. He's chained. He's, he's in a, two inches of slimy, putrid water in a prison cell that stinks and there is no sanitation. He doesn't refer to it apart from a brief reference to chains at all in this epistle. Not one complaint about his circumstances. And he says to his young protege, as for you, be sober minded, endure suffering. Now does it make, now does it sound different? Endure suffering. Do the work of an evangelist. Share your faith. Don't keep it. Share it. Fulfill your ministry. Eugene Peterson puts it in, in a slightly different way. But he, the urgency of it is there. Paul later says in Philippians, or earlier in Philippians says this. That's why I've got it open to Philippians. Philippians 3. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You can't read those things as a Christian and go, oh yeah, whatever. You can't do it. What? Never? Whatever? You just can't. And we understand that Wherever there's motivation, there has to be certain things. There has to be instruction, there has to be inspiration, and there has to be accountability. You can't be motivated if you're not prepared to be accountable. I'll tell you why. Because the moment someone shows you how to do it better, how to improve, and you carry on like a... I was going to insult three-year-olds then, but I thought the best of it. Well, you carry on like a sook and go, well, that's it. I'm not... Doing it anymore. <laughs> you criticised. <laughs> Get a grip. Yeah. See, if you're going to be motivated, you've got to have someone come along and go, hey, you did okay. You really did okay. You want to know how you can do better? Yeah. Tell me, because I really want to do better. Yeah. See, the motivated person isn't going to go, don't criticise me. I'm doing my best, all right. 
Matt ever. <laughs> the motivated person is going to go, yeah, sure. You, help me. Help me. What do I need to do? You see, the Bible actually says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which, so, which clings so closely. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And it goes on to say this. And God, like our heavenly father, will discipline us and correct us. That's how we can run with endurance. You've got to be open to correction and you've got to be open to improving to be motivated. Okay, what can you do to help your friends who are struggling to be motivated? They can't even get out of bed before lunchtime. You know, you're up at the crack of dawn, they're up at the crack of noon. So what can you do to help them? Here's the first thing. Number one, encourage them. Let them know the good things they have done. Everyone's done something good. Man, the way you went through those Cheetos on the couch. while you, Dude, you, you are awesome. This is especially important for parents wanting to motivate their children. Thank you for setting the table. We don't always use chopsticks for roast lamb, but I appreciate what you've done. Thirdly, inspire. Inspire them. How can you do that? Well, here's a simple little principle in life. And the New Testament, again, talks about this. I told you, this Bible is the most motivating book on the planet. And it has all these little principles for how you can become motivated and help others who are struggling with motivation. And here's one of them. It's a principle of inspiration that sounds like this. Motivated people motivate people. Have you ever been around a really motivated person? It's like... You've, sometimes, I think it was, I saw it on, Johnny, I saw on your wall the, um, the 27 ways to do push-ups or whatever it was. I'm, I'm watching, I'm 15 seconds in, I'm ripping my shirt off. I'm on the floor. Ah, oh, that's about where it stayed for the next one. <laughs> to look at the TV, but clear. Anyway, and, and because here's this guy doing push-ups, like here's your standard push-ups. There's, you know, one-hand push-ups. And then you do the, the fingertip one, the, spy, what are the spider or something. Then you bring the hand down here to the waist. This is going to be tricky. <laughs> and, then, and then you do this one. And I, I'll do it vertically just because it's like a room. You do... And here's this guy flipping over doing this whole thing. And I'm, and I'm watching this eating chips. On the couch, playing the Wii. <laughs> and suddenly, these tips don't taste so good. <laughs> motivated people motivate people. You want to get motivated, hang around people who aren't lying on the couch all day. Get with people who understand that they have limited time to share their gifts with the world and most of the gifts that god has given you are not developed they are seed and it's up to you to develop them here's something else you can do help them to see and take the first step sometimes children will struggle to do their homework because they're seeing a whole year of math and hey, no, don't worry about the whole year man yeah but i got to learn calculus no you don't got to learn calculus you just got to know this this is my advice you can write this down you want to tweak this the answer is always x 
share inspirational stories and anecdotes with others who have overcome adversity. When you struggle with motivation, we sometimes think hardship, adversity and trial are the things that hold us back when in fact they're the things that give us the opportunity to become who we're meant to be. And I guarantee you this, God will always provide you with the necessary adversity for you to become the person he's ordained you to be. And if you don't like that, just live a bit and you'll discover that it's true. Jesus Christ was the most motivated person in all history. How did he do it? Remember the, the, the definition of motivation? The reason to do something. He had the answers. He had the reasons to life's biggest and most important questions. And, and that includes this. What is the meaning of life? What is my life's purpose? And what happens to me after I die? You need to answer these questions. These are critical questions to answer. Now, you want the answers? We can give you the answers really quickly to each of these questions. And the answer is simply this. Jesus Christ has the answers. He still has the answers. I told you he had the answers. That's why he was the most motivated person who ever lived. He still has the answers. Jesus still has the answers. And he's the one who can give you what every motivated person needs. And that is a grand vision and a noble vision for your life. You need to see what you can do and where you can go. And Jesus is the only one who can do it. He said this in Matthew eleven twenty eight: Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Jesus also said this, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You get that, you will be motivated every day. You won't wake up and say, oh, good Lord, it's morning. You wake up and say, good morning, Lord. Let's get into this. You'll have an awake clock rather than an alarm clock. And so when you get this, here's the question. Because Jesus Christ is X. He's the X factor. He's the X factor that you're looking for. He's the ache that you can't even describe. He's that thing that says there's something not right with my life. There's a vacuum in my life. Something's not right. Yes, it's because you need him. You need him. I'm not talking about being religious. We're talking about plugging into the creator that has called you, designed you to live the way you're always meant to live. And here's the question. Could your life do with some help from what the Bible calls the author of life? The author of life, the one who wrote the very script. Couldn't you use some help from him? And here's the offer. You are just one prayer away from having your soul healed by God. And that would be how we can help our friends who are struggling with motivation. There are so many things that eat away at our motivation and they're very practical helps evidenced by Jesus himself that we can use or encourage others who experience loss of motivation. That concludes Dr. Corbett's series, I Have a Friend Who Struggles With. Podcasts and Finding Truth Matters resources, including tonight's program, I Have a Friend Who Struggles With Motivation, are available via the website, findingtruthmatters.org, or by contacting us at Lagana Media, PO Box 1143, Lagana, Tasmania, 7277. For regular updates and special offers, we invite you to visit our Facebook page, facebook.com slash findingtruthmatters. 
Dr. Corbett is pastor of Lagana Christian Church and president of ICI Theological College Australia. We look forward to joining you again at the same time next week for another Finding Truth Matters.